This morning we chanted the fire sermon, the Aditya Pariyaya Sutta, which is a reflection on the the six senses, eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind. In that sutta, the Buddha reflects on how each of the senses, the eye, visual forms, eye consciousness, eye contact, feelings of pleasure and pain and neutral feeling that arise based upon that contact, they're all burning. It's the image of fire that he brings. Burning with raga, with passion, dosa, aversion, moha, with delusion. Now the first half of the sutta, he speaks of how they're in a state of burning. Everything is burning. But then the second half of the sutta is how things don't need to burn. The fires can go out. They're still seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, but there's coolness instead. Nibindati. The world doesn't have to be burning with raga, dosa, moha, with passion, aversion, delusion. In that teaching, he starts by saying, Sabang Bikawe Aditang. Everything is burning. All is burning. What is the all? Kincha Bikawe Sabang Aditang. What is the all? The eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, and mind. Sights, sounds, smells, tastes. Tangible objects. Mental objects, thoughts, and feelings. Oh, this is our world. Each of us pieces together our own version of the world, moment by moment, from what is seen, heard, smelt, tasted, touched, thought, imagined. And the Buddha said, it is in this very body this two-meter-long body, with its perceptions and its thoughts, there is the world, the origin of the world, 
the cessation of the world and the way leading to the cessation of the world. So in that he equates the world with dukkha, with dissatisfaction. As long as the mind creates sights, sounds, smells, tastes, touches, mental objects as real and substantial, there is dukkha. As long as the mind credits perceptions, formations, with substantiality. As long as the mind does not see their intrinsically empty, selfless nature, then dukkha arises. But when that empty, selfless nature is seen, when that quality of sunya, emptiness, anatta, selflessness, anicitta, uncertainty, impermanence, when those are seen, It's also here that the dukkha stops in this very body with its perceptions and thoughts. There's the world, the origin of the world, the cessation of the world, and the way leading to the cessation of the world. So the cessation of the world doesn't mean the planet evaporates, but rather the substantiality, the solidity of my world, my opinions, my feelings. That insubstantiality is recognized. When the heart knows, this is just seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. This is just a feeling. It's just liking, just disliking. It's just gaining, just losing. It's just a feeling. That's all. No more, no less. When the heart recognizes that, there's coolness, nibindati, things cool down. This is just liking, no need to get drunk on it. This is just disliking, no need to be afraid, threatened. And we see how the mind creates the world. Then it can see beyond it, to be a knower of the world, a lokavitu. The Buddha said, that in the world whereby, whereby one is a perceiver of the world, a conceiver of the world, lokasanyi, a perceiver of the world, lokamani, a conceiver of the world. That is called the world in this Dhamma and discipline. 
And what is it whereby one is a perceiver of the world, a conceiver of the world? The eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body, the mind. This is the means whereby one is a perceiver of the world and a conceiver of the world. So this mind builds its own world moment by moment. It's fabricated, conditioned, contingent, dependent. Until we name it, determine something into existence, its thingness isn't really there. There's a sound, there's hearing, then the mind says, plane going overhead. When there's just hearing, not forming a story, not forming an opinion, not forming a judgment, liking, disliking, wondering where it's going, why it's so low, what is it doing? There's just hearing. Just seeing, just feeling, just tasting, just thinking. When the mind recognize, <coughs> recognizes and knows, this is simply the perceptions of the world. Hearing, seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, that's all. Then that, that mind, that heart is knowing the world, loka vidu. Knows the world, is attuned to the world, but is not limited by that. It's not defined by liking or disliking, pleasure or pain, gain or loss, praise or criticism. The heart knows the world, but is unlimited by the world. This is the way leading to the cessation of the world. The Buddha said in the same teaching, you can't get to the end of the world by walking, but unless you get to the end of the world, you won't get to the end of dukkha, of suffering. So where is the end of the world? Where does the world end? It's right here, this very awareness, this very heart. This is where the world is known, where it arises, and where it ends. Here is where the world ends. This very awareness, knowing this moment, knowing these sounds, these feelings. If the heart knows the end of the world, it knows the end of suffering. It sees the empty, selfless nature of the world. It's just a sound. 
Just a feeling, just a thought, just an opinion. Just a taste. How could that have anything to do with anything real? It's empty, ephemeral, the sound of a passing plane. Momentary vibration, empty of substance, rises, passes, that's all. How could that define what is real? Why get born into the sound of a passing plane? Why get born into an opinion, a regret, an achievement, an identity? Being a woman, being a man, being a layperson, being a monastic, being old, being young, being sick, being healthy, being a success, being a failure. Why get born into any of that? What makes it any more real than the sound of a passing plane? The buzzing of a strimmer in the distance. How could that be who and what I am? What's that got to do with anything real? And when the heart latches on to a a thought, an opinion, a regret, a hope, an achievement, a failure. There's burning. It's the, <clears throat> the point of contact. To the degree that there is identification, grasping, there's burning. To the degree that there is no grasping, no identification, then the burning stops. It's the, uh, the cause of the fire, is that very friction. The heart being born into what it is not. Limiting itself in a false and confused way. Defining what it is in terms of a body, a feeling, a thought, an opinion, a mood. Comfortable, uncomfortable, happy, unhappy. Excited, depressed. It's dukkha because it's not what we are. It's a false identity. So it feels awkward, strange, limiting. False. When the heart lets go, recognizes that's not what I am. It's not <coughs> what is real not what is true, it lets go of that identity, identification with that, that memory, that feeling, that thought, that personality. And when it lets go, in that moment, there's limitlessness, peacefulness, selflessness. And the heart knows this is the real. So there's a quality of contentment, fulfillment, ease, 
as long as the heart identifies, claims to be what it is not, it causes suffering. As soon as it lets go, does not identify or claim to be what it isn't, as a natural joyfulness, an ease, simplicity. So the practice is not about gaining anything, getting rid of anything, but letting the heart wake up to what it already is. What it's always been. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose. Letting the Dhamma awaken to its own nature. <laughs>